In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus, Word of God, reveal more of yourself to us through your presence in the Bible. Led by the Holy Spirit, guide our time of reflection. May it increase our desire for you in the Scripture and in the sacrament. Amen. We meet two characters whose names start with A in our first reading this weekend, Amos and Amaziah. Before our passage begins, Amaziah, who is kind of the official representative of the priesthood for the northern kingdom of Israel at the time, has a chat with King Jeroboam about this prophet named Amos. You see, Amos has been prophesying against the king and talking about how he's going to get his just desserts. This is a threat to the king since he thinks Amos might be starting a revolt. And so he tells Amaziah that Amos has got to go. That's where our passage at Mass picks up. Amaziah is telling Amos to get out of town. Notice, though, that Amaziah never says Amos is a bad prophet or that what he's saying is not true. He's simply telling him to go elsewhere, down to the south of Judah, because Bethel, where he was speaking, is the king's sanctuary and a royal temple. Here's where we can't miss the irony of the story, though. We know Amos truly is God's prophet, and yet Amaziah is telling God's prophet that he can't do his prophet work in the very temple of God. Amos answers Amaziah by saying, I was not a prophet, nor have I belonged to a company of prophets. How do we make sense of this, since clearly Amos actually is a prophet? Well, for one, Amos could be saying that he's not a professional prophet looking to make money, since he describes how he was a shepherd and a dresser of sycamores. Money is not motivating Amos. Preaching God's word is, since the Lord took him from following the flock and said to him, Go, prophesy to my people, Israel. Now, don't tell your high school English teacher about our second reading this weekend. It's one gigantic run-on sentence comprising 12 verses of St. Paul's letter to the Ephesians. There's all different sorts of words we could highlight in this run-on sentence, since St. Paul talks about the mystery, mysterion, of God's will, or the plan, oikonomia, for the fullness of times. These words are rich in meaning. But there's two other words upon which I want to concentrate. The first is seal, sfragizo. Paul reminds his readers that they have been sealed with the promised Holy Spirit. This seal was a mark of identification in the ancient world, something similar to what we would call a brand today. Animals were sfrasigoed by their owner to show possession. Also, a legal document or letter was sfrasigoed with hot wax to show authenticity. And finally, Roman soldiers were tattooed with a sfrasigo with the name of their commanding general. Paul is using the same concept here, but applying it to the Holy Spirit. Christians have been sfrasigoed with the Holy Spirit. In the seal, this sfrasigo of the Holy Spirit is the first installment of our inheritance. That's the second word we'll look at. First installment. The word is arabon, and basically means a down payment. Why is that important? Paul's analogy is that the Holy Spirit is like the down payment for the redemption that's ours as God's possession. He's saying, look, if we've already received the Holy Spirit, we know that this is just the first installment of so much more to come as God's possession. Lastly, Jesus is sending out the twelve two by two in our passage from Mark. You'll remember that last week at Mass, we heard the story of Jesus being rejected in his own hometown. Now, immediately after that story, Mark tells us Jesus spoke to the twelve about their own rejection. He tells them, among other things, to shake the dust from their feet when a town rejects them. Why do that? Well, Jews considered the soil of Israel as holy, and so any time they passed through pagan land, they would shake this pagan dust from their feet as a symbol of distancing themselves from Gentiles and their impurity. 
Jesus is asking the twelve to do the same when a town rejects the gospel message. Jesus tells these missionaries, wherever you enter a house, stay there until you leave. This is likely to avoid any rivalry or bickering if the apostles were invited to nicer digs once they arrived into town. Remember that the culture of the day is really, really concerned with shame and honor. So ditching someone's house because someone else invited you to a nicer house would be like throwing shade at the old house. It'd be like getting invited to a baseball game with seats in the outfield and then finding a friend who has seats behind home plate. And so you ditch the friend who first invited you. Finally, in this same passage, we encounter a common biblical problem. Mark records that Jesus tells the apostles to bring a walking stick with them and wear sandals on their feet. But Matthew and Luke both conflict this. They both say the exact opposite. What's to make of this? Well, different communities remember Jesus saying different things. And here, one stream of tradition remembered Jesus encouraging the apostles to carry sticks, while another stream of tradition remembered the opposite. At the end of the day, the Bible is seeking to convey truth. Truth as the person of Jesus. And sometimes the details don't add up in the process because they were recorded by human authors. So that's it. That's your Sunday setup for this 15th Sunday in Ordinary Time in Year B. May this knowledge of the story behind the scripture allow you to encounter Jesus Christ in a new way this weekend. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.